0: Listen, guys, I am excited, amen, Uh, 2020, amen, man, come on, give God a praise, amen, you know, because the reality is, amen, I I shared last week at my son's church, amen, and one of the things I, I, I said is that, you know, you and I could have woke up anywhere this morning, Amen. And in the past, amen, we did. Amen. We woke up hung over, amen, on, on the beds, you know, and, and just Baba's hanging down, all you know, jacked up, amen. Uh, going out and partying, going out and doing all kinds of stuff, amen. We woke up everywhere else, amen, but in, in in the house of God, amen. And in 2020, amen. See, in 2019, I don't know what happened to you, Amen. I don't know what you went through, amen. We all know each other, but there are some things that intimately we just don't know. Amen. There are struggles that you went through. There the hardships that you face, and I realized as I began to study for this message, amen, that that last year, amen, a lot of people lost a lot of things, amen. A lot of people went through a lot of things, hardships and and struggles, amen, and a lot of loss was done. But at the same time, there were a lot of blessings, amen. There were a lot of doors that were opened up. There was a lot that happened last year. And in 2020, there are new things that are going to happen. See, maybe last year you didn't start off with serving God. Maybe last year you didn't start off going to church. Maybe last year you didn't start, amen, praying and reading your Bible and serving the Lord. Amen. But as you end last year and walk into this new year, amen, you are doing that, amen. Come on, somebody, give God praise. Because somewhere along last year, God was able to get a hold of you. Some of us have been doing this for a little while, but last year was maybe your, your, your aha moment, the moment that God finally got your attention, amen. And so I started looking, you know, there's a phrase, amen, that says, um, uh, you know, it's not how you start, but how you finish, right. Well, I I was thinking about that. And I said, well, it's not so much as how you start nor even how you finish because the reality is we ain't done yet. Amen. But it's how you stand in the middle to get to where you got to go that really matters. Amen. Because how you stand. You know the Bible says be still and know the Lord. There are, now, I, I don't get me wrong, Amen. I we're supposed to respond to certain things. I'm gonna talk a little bit, of, but but the reality is, Amen. As I'm walking this walk, Amen. I've got to stand firm. I've got to hold on. I can't give up, Amen. It's not. I'm, maybe I started off wrong, Amen. But where I'm going is much better, much greater. But what I do in between here and there, Amen, is what really matters, Church. That's what really matters. Getting, doing what I got to do now to get to where I got to get tomorrow. See, you didn't start off reading and praying, amen, but today, man, you're doing it. At least I hope. And if you ain't, amen, in 2020, you have a new opportunity to begin doing it. And who knows where God will take you as you read the verses in the scripture, in the Bible, amen. As you read them, who knows where God will take you in this next year. But by faith, I realize that it's all me to get involved, and to respond. The Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. You know that it's my responsibility to preach the gospel, to speak life into somebody's life. It's my responsibility to preach Jesus and give somebody the opportunity to experience what real life is all about. And so it's our responsibility to preach, to speak life. Life and death. Or in the power of the tongue. You see, so many people last year, man, I was thinking about this. And and, and I thought, how many times did I let somebody walk by me last year? How many times was I at a gas station and I felt the nudge to pray or to speak or to invite somebody to church? How many times did I do that and I didn't do it? Maybe I was caught up in my own mess. Maybe I was caught up in my own, resp- my own struggle, my own problems, whatever the case. Maybe I was just in so much in a hurry that I just said, nah, somebody will do that later. How many times did I let them walk by me last year that could have been their aha moment? That could have been that opportunity, but see, I let it go. See, I came to understand that I'm a world changer. Hallelujah. I'm a world changer, I'm a world shaker, amen, and I realize that I I have the gift of life living inside of me, dwelling inside of me, wanting to come out of me, hallelujah. I realize that if I don't share the gospel, someone will not have the opportunity, amen. So I'm an ambassador of the life giver. I was, You know that word ambassador came to me the other day when they were talking about the ambassadors to the United States with all the bombings that's happening over there. And I said, ambassador, I'm a representative. I'm a representative of the life giver, amen. I'm called to love the unlovable. I'm called to forgive when everything says don't forgive. I'm called to forgive when everything says don't. We're called to help without requirements. We're called to encourage. I'm called to uplift. I'm called to carry. I'm called to push. I'm called to honor. I'm called to be in the trenches with you. I'm called to speak life. And if I'm not walking and speaking in life, amen, then what am I doing? See, maybe last year I didn't do that and I gave up those opportunities, amen. But this new year I said, Lord, I don't want to pass up that. I want to give in. I want to take advantage of every opportunity. See, last year had its own problems. Amen. Amen. And I realized, you know, as I was thinking about the Israelites, amen, and how so many times they would come to rivers and, and you know, the Red Sea. And then beyond that, there were so many other rivers they would cross. And they had to get through the rivers. And they had to do whatever they needed to do to get across it. And then when they would cross the rivers, they would build these altars, right. And so I realized, amen. That maybe last year I was carrying things that I shouldn't have been carrying, amen. But at this point in my life, I've got to, in 2020, I've got to let them go. Because there are some things that were back there that can't go with me in 2020. There are some things you and I were holding on to that we can't hold on to anymore. We have to learn to let it go. Does that make any sense this morning? Amen. You've been holding, you've been carrying these burdens, amen, whatever it was. But in this new year. In this new year, those things just won't make it with me. They're just not going to last. They're going to hold me down. They're going to pull me down. Amen. They're going to they're gonna weigh me down. Amen. But in this new year, I've got to let them go. And I've got to grab a hold for what God has for me in this new day. Hallelujah. I have a responsibility to let things go and share life with somebody. I, you know, in Genesis chapter 22, a very famous story, amen, story about Abraham when he sacrifices his son. If you haven't read that, go to Genesis chapter 2 and get a chance to read it. A really cool story. But in Genesis chapter 22, amen, the Bible says, amen, it starts off with God speaking to Abraham. And God says, Abraham, I want you to take your son and I want you to go up to a place where I'm going to tell you to go. And I'm paraphrasing, okay. And he says, and, and I'll get to the verses. But he says, I want you to go to a place where I'm going to tell you to go and then I want you to sacrifice your son there. Now, I realize that Abraham didn't complain. See, most of us are all parents here. And Abraham didn't, see, I don't know. I would have been like, man, Lord, I, I, I don't think I heard God correct. I don't think that was God, amen. I don't think God was talking. But Abraham didn't complain. The Bible says he grabbed his son, he took his stuff. He grabbed him and he said, let's go. He didn't take no servants. He, didn't take, he just took some stuff and he said, let's go, son. And what's interesting is they're walking, man, the kid was very intuitive. He said, wait, hold, hold on, dad, hold, hold on. Wait, where's the sacrifice? Where, what, what is it that we're giving? Because I've seen you do it before, dad. But what are you giving up right now? What are you sacrificing? And, and as a dad, amen, that had to have been hard for him. That had to be difficult for him. And he had to have said, he said, son, God will provide. How hard as a dad to know and look at my son and say, dad, God's gonna. I know I'm about to sacrifice. I'm giving you to God, but but I can't tell you that. But I can tell you that God will provide. And so as he's coming to a place, Abraham's coming to a place of having to let go of something that was really important in his life. The Bible starts off in chapter in verse nine. If you if you got that, Silas, I got read. And came to the place God had told him about. He looks up and he sees the mountain, God says, right there. Abraham built an altar there. He laid the wood on it and then tied up his son Isaac. See, see, uh, the Bible says that he went up there, he didn't complain, he didn't say he murmured, he was frustrated, he was questioning God. He just responded, right. And he gets his son and the Bible says, and he tied up his son Isaac and laid him on the wood on the altar. Now the Bible also doesn't say that Isaac complained and kicked and screamed, amen. Like some of these kids were, I don't know what was happening. Maybe it was but I didn't mention it. But I could see him. I could see Abraham and he's crying. And he's hurting as a dad. Here I am sacrificing the one thing that God promised that he would give me. And he gave it to me and now I'm having to give it back to him. But he didn't complain. And he says, and the Bible says, then Abraham took his knife. And when he was about to kill his son, he grabbed the knife and was saying, you know what, I'm giving it to God. And he reaches back and as he gets ready, the Bible says this, but the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham. Abraham. And Abraham said, yes, here I am. And the angel said, don't kill your... See, See, you have to understand, God is wanting us to give something up from last year. See, listen. The angel said, don't kill your son or hurt him in any way. Now I can see that you trust God and that you have not kept your son, your only son from me. The point is this. Is that it's on me to have an unchallenged heart for God. I cannot let God, because in this day, man, last year there were so many things that were struggling, that were pulling, uh, playing that, that tug of war with my heart for God. There were things that were more important than God was. There were things that I was struggling with. I would say, well, I'll do that later. Man, I'll do that tomorrow, or maybe I could do that. Or you know what? Somebody else will take care of it. And there were things that were, whether it be work, that whether it be, uh, you know, life in general, struggles, hardships, whatever the case, man. But I'm realizing today in this story, God is wanting us to have an unchallenged place. I read a book called uh, the, the Pursuit of God from A.W. Tozer. And in that, cha- in that book, he writes a chapter about the unchallenged heart. And in that chapter, he says, look, what God was essentially saying was that he said, he, he says, God just wants, he goes, I never intended for you to kill your son. But I only wanted to have an unchallenged place in your hearts. See, last year, amen, whatever was challenging your heart for first place, amen, today in this new year, amen, we've got to make a choice and say, not today, Satan, not this year, Lord. Lord, I'm going to place you first. I'm going to give you glory. Lord, you're going to be first this year. See, we can be led. We can be encouraged. We can be prayed for. We can be ministered to. But ultimately, it's up to me. To put, fix my eyes on Christ. Ultimately, it's up to me. I can, my pastor can minister to me. My pastor can spend hours with me praying to me, talking to me, praying for me, talking to me. I can spend all kinds of time fellowshipping with brothers and sisters in the Lord, amen. But ultimately, amen, all that is for nothing. Because it's up to me to make a decision and a choice to fix my eyes on Christ. And I believe that's what Abraham did that day. He said, you know what, maybe I made, I made mistakes in the past. Maybe I messed up and I didn't do it last year. But I'm making a choice that in this new year, that's what I'm going to do. I don't understand it. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't even agree with it at times. But God, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward for what you have for me in this next year. Come on, somebody say amen. Amen. Psalm sixty six says this: "Shout for joy to God, all the earth. Sing the glory of His name." I'm going to read my verse, my translation. I like my trip better. <laughs> Amen. It says this: Everything on earth shout with joy to God. Sing about his glory. Make his praise glorious. Say to God, your works are amazing because your power is great. Your enemies fall before you. All the earth worships you and sings praises to you. He says they sing praises to your name. So I'll come and see what God has done. The amazing things he has done for his people. Listen, amen. One of the things I realize, amen, is that it is on me to worship God. It is on me to praise and worship the King. Amen. See, one of the anchors in my life, and I realized that was as I was studying and praying, amen. Is one of the anchors that have been in my life has been those times that, when I spent intimately by myself, either on my knees or driving to work or wherever I was, or, or at work in my work truck, amen, with worship music playing and I'm seeking the Lord and I'm praying, I'm seeking God, amen. And all of a sudden, the power of the Holy Spirit falls, amen. Maybe that's only, I, I, I hope everybody's experienced something like that. Amen. When the power of God just falls and you begin. to cry, you begin to sob, you begin to say, God, I'm sorry. You begin to repent and say, Lord, I need you. I'm sorry for this or I'm sorry for that. And I begin to realize those times when God, uh, through worship and through prayer, amen, that the Holy Spirit would deal with me in the areas that need to be dealt with. And last year, maybe last year, I didn't spend that time Maybe last year I didn't make it that important. Although I personally love worship, but there were times where I just, it just wasn't important to me. There were those days where I was in more of a hurry. And I said, God, this year, this year, Lord, I don't want to carry the mistakes of the past. Because those mistakes do not determine my future. But those mistakes will help me to prepare for what I need to do tomorrow. Amen. And so through prayer, amen. Have you, has that ever anybody ever, you ever been in worship? Amen. You turn on the car and just the Holy Spirit falls. I mean, what a move of God. What an awesome time. And God could deal. See, I've come to understand this, that worship, amen, has the ability to bring freedom and even clarity to a situation that at times seem to be frustrating and overbearing and overwhelming. If you just spend a little time in prayer, just spend a little time seeking God. Throw on some worship music, amen. You know, Caleb does a, a whole 30-day Caleb challenge. Nothing but Caleb for 30 days. Nothing but worship music for the next 30 days. And you say, you know what, I, I've never done that for 30 days. I, I listen to worship music here and there. Well, let me tell you, let me give you a challenge. Try it for 30 days, nothing but. It will bless you. It will bless you when you can grab a hold of God through worship and through prayer, amen. Amen. Worship also brings the presence of the Holy Spirit. It brings the presence of the Holy Spirit that can get us to reflect on ourselves and bring us to repentance. You know, I was uh, reading Acts chapter 16 and it talks about Paul and Silas. And the Bible says that they were at midnight. It says at midnight they were in prayer and in worship. They were singing to God. They were giving him praise. And the Bible says that at midnight the earth all of a sudden shook and there was an earthquake. Whoa, oh, oh, oh. And when that earthquake shook him and the Bible says the doors flung open and the chains fell off and the jailer woke up from the earthquake, what was that? And he runs out and he says, man, they left, they escaped. So he grabs his sword and he's about to kill himself and Paul says, don't hurt yourself. We're all here. See, through prayer and through worship, freedom came. Freedom came. Chains were broken. Chains, you know, I was talking to Pastor Martin and I said, hey, do we sing that song, There's Power in the, there's power in the Name of... You know, I was singing, singing that song the other day and I was singing it this morning I was worshiping it and I, there is power in the name to break every chain. There is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. And I was telling him, I said, man, I, I, you know, hopefully that's a hint we can get it on our list, amen. But there is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. Literally. See, there are some things you just can't read through. I'll be honest. There are some things I just can't talk out. There are just some things I have to pray out and I have to worship out. And in this new year, amen, I am personally making a decision to worship God and to praise him, amen, through my problems, through my situations, through the struggles that I get through. Just throw on some worship music, God, and Lord, spend some time with me because I need you right now. Hallelujah. In this new year, I want to go just a little further, a little deeper, because it's on me. You know, I'm almost done, but I'm sweating up here. It's cold this morning. I'm sweating. Hallelujah. Listen, we're called. It's on me. It's on me to speak life to people. And it's on me, amen, to have that unchallenged heart for God. And it's on me to worship the living God. That's on me. But there are some things that are on God. Are you ready? One of the things that is on God is that he's provided. God is provided. It's on God to provide the Holy Spirit. See, I am a firm believer. the Bible teaches us that we cannot live this life without the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. See, you could do certain things and act a certain way and be a certain way for only so long, amen. You know, I remember back before I was a Christian, there were things I tried to change, I would get high, I would party, I would, and I'd get tired, and I said, Man, I'm gonna change, amen. And so I'd go around, I'd change, try to change some of the clothes. I, I remember wearing these like surfer shirts and, and shorts, amen, and some flip-flops, amen. No joke. I cut my I, I let my hair grow out a little, a little longer, amen. And I remember people would say, Man, you still look like a gangster with surfer clothes on, you know? And I but see, I was trying to change things, it didn't matter. It didn't matter what I wore, what I didn't wear. I still looked like a gangster, amen. And so I realized, amen, after I got saved that it wasn't what I changed out here. It was in here that had to change. And the only thing that changed that was the the power of the Holy Spirit that entered my life the day that it did, amen, to transform this heart. And the Bible says he gives us, he takes away the stony heart and replaces it with the heart of flesh and heart of emotions. So, it's on God to provide the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, you know, the Bible, uh, the Holy Spirit is gonna lead me. In this next year, if you're sensitive to the Holy Spirit, He's gonna lead you, He's gonna guide you, He's gonna teach you, He's gonna comfort you. Amen. But uh, there's a verse, uh, there's a verse in the Bible. See, you say, well, I, I don't know how to listen to God. I don't know when, he, when I know he's, you ever say that? I don't know if he's talking to me. I don't know what he wants. I don't know what God wants me to do. I, I really don't, you know, I, I'm trying to get this, but I, I just don't understand it. And I want to tell you, the Bible says, you know, because we have a lot, there's a lot of voices in our minds sometimes. And I don't mean, you know, there's things that are telling us, you know, you, you got this responsibility, you got that, you got to pay this bill and that bill, and you got to go to work, and you got to get up this early in the morning, you got to do this, and you got, right? There's so many different voices in our minds, amen. But, but the Bible says, listen, the Bible says in the book of Isaiah, he says, you will hear a voice behind you. Now, now, now you have to understand this, Amen. The Holy Spirit is inside you and he's dwelling inside you. And, and, and if you just take a step back, amen, the Bible says you will hear a voice behind you. And he says, this is the way. Now, now, see, there are so many different things that we're doing, right? We get caught up in all these different things. And I'm holding on to the past at times. But the Bible's saying, look, you will hear a voice behind you and he will say, this is the way. Walk in it. So maybe you don't know where you're going to go. Maybe you don't know what choices you're going to make this next year, amen. But if you pray and you worship God and know that the Holy Spirit dwells inside you, amen, then you know that you, you just got to hear that voice and it says, this is the way. This is the way. You know, I remember when I was praying, amen, and I remember I used to, when I was in prison, I used to pray and I first got saved and so I'm praying to God. I said, Lord, I said, I want to go home, God. You're, you're God. You can open the doors. Let me go. I just, and, and after, you know, a half hour, an hour of my ranting and my and radi- and my and my crying and whining, amen, then all of a sudden I'd be quiet and I'd hear, you know, in, in that quiet time I'd hear this voice. And that voice, it was subtle, it was soft, it was gentle. And he would say, just wait. Just wait. And every time I got into my little pity party and I'd cry and whine and pray, amen, because I, 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 I wind up, amen, I don't wind down. And I wind up, I say, Lord, I want to go home. Lord, you got to meet this need. And and Lord, I I don't know where work's going to come from, God. And Lord, I, I don't understand what's happening right now. How come I don't see what you want me to see, God? But if I just, when I'm done with all that, and I take a moment, the Bible says, I will hear a voice behind me. And he will say, this is the way. You know how many choices I have made? Mistakes that I have made because I didn't pay attention to that voice. But in this new year, amen, I have the opportunity to change that. Come on, somebody say amen. God has also provided gifts, talents, and abilities See, you don't know, amen, you're starting off and you say, well, I just barely started with this God thing, right? I don't know what God wants me to do, amen. I don't know where God wants me to get involved in. I don't know what's happening, but I'm going to tell you something. See, maybe last year I didn't walk in them, amen. Maybe last year I didn't get involved as much as I should have, amen. But, but, but as I started, amen, maybe I just started to get involved. Maybe I just started to do this God thing and I really don't understand, but I, but I got caught up, God. I've gotten caught up with my issues and my and my faults and my fails and my failures and I've gotten caught up, God. But but in this new year, you say, but I don't know what to get involved with. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I don't know what you want me to. I don't know what you want me to do. So, so what you what I'm supposed to do right now? Well, I, I, here, 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 I've learned this. Unless you get involved with something. You won't know what you're called to do unless you get involved. See, we're a growing church here. There are many things to get involved with or to shadow somebody to learn how to do something. Can I get an amen? Maybe you don't know how to outreach, amen. Follow somebody who knows. Freddie's a great example. (laughs) He is. You are, bro. You know it. But we have examples to follow. Shadow somebody. You want to teach a Bible study, amen. You say, well, I don't know how to teach anything. I don't want to. You know, years ago I said I'd never get up in front of people. Never. Some of you heard the story. I would never, ever, ever get up in front of people because of what happened to me back in high school. And years later God called me to preach and and here I am. Amen. But I never, I never would I ever thought I'd be preaching for the Lord. Amen. And so unless you get involved, amen. Unless you do something, you'll never know what you're called to do. I said this last week, I said, you know, where you're at and what you get involved with today may, more than, it may not be the same thing you'll do in five years from now. But you got to start somewhere. You got to get involved now. You know, the Lord's coming back soon. We got to get ready. We got to stay involved with the kingdom of God. We got to stay involved with seeing people saved and getting, seeing people get delivered from the drugs and the alcohol, from the strongholds of their life. Amen. I had a friend who I was hoping to be here this morning who, who struggles in his mind. The mind battles that he goes through, that people go through today. I have an opportunity because God has provided me a gift and a talent and an ability to preach the gospel. You say, well, I don't know nothing about the gospel. Well, sit with somebody that does. Sit with somebody who can lead you and guide you. Who can help you understand some of the things that you don't understand. You got many scholars here today. People who know, amen, just a little bit more. Hallelujah. But unless you get involved, God has also provided one of my last point is this God has provided iron. And you say iron. You know, the Bible says this iron sharpens iron. So a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Listen, the Bible says, Amen, that God has provided iron, He's provided a family. A family of believers, men and women of God, amen, to help each other, to encourage each other, to pray for one another. You know that there's so many one another's in the Bible, amen, that we're supposed to live by. Do you understand that? Amen. If you read the Bible, it says to pray for one another, help one another, encourage one another, lift one another. I mean, there's so many one another's, amen, that we're called to do because we're supposed to be a family. Now, I know you say, well, I got a big family, bro. I ain't got time for this family. Well, let me tell you something, amen. There are just some family members that are not going to help you draw closer to the Lord. Love your family. Grow so you can impact that family. Grow in this family so you can impact that family. So you can have a make a difference in that family. So you can be freedom brought into that family. Amen. To your family. Grow in the things of the gospel. Grow in the knowledge of the uh, of the uh, of the Bible. Grow in that knowledge so you can affect your family at home. You know, as a blessing. I hope you guys don't pastors don't mind me saying, but when we come to the Pastor Raul's church when we come here, they're family members. That Pastor Raul, from his decision and Pastora, their decision to serve God. The people that have gotten saved. My gosh. It is a blessing to see God move like that. It is a blessing. But it started with somebody making a decision even though they didn't know what was going on. And in this new year, I have to choose and say, Lord, I have an opportunity to have an impact. I want to be a blessing, but I need a blessing as well. And I need to connect. And so you say last year maybe I didn't connect with people. Maybe, I, you know, I've got family. I've got friends. Uh, amen. But the importance of this family is to connect and to build relationships so that we can grow together. Because we have a common goal. To get to heaven. To see Jesus one day. And you know, the, you know in, in the military they say, no man left behind. And you see those war stories when when a guy gets shot up, amen. And the others come up behind him, and one comes up and he's carrying him through, and he's dragging him, amen. But they're they're trying to go there because no man gets left behind. See, you, you know, the, 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 in Ecclesiastes he says he says a two four, a, a three four cord cannot easily be broken. Two are better than one because one would freeze, and two can. I'm, I'm forgetting what two can destroy or fight against something. I think it was said. Or it can be warm, right? And so, two is better than one. There is no lone rangers in the kingdom of God. Eventually, amen, you're gonna need me and I'm gonna need you. We're a family. God has provided this family for us to grow together. And in this new year, amen, I wanna encourage you to take advantage of what God's giving you. He's giving you the Holy Spirit, He's giving you gifts and talents and abilities, and He's giving you a, a, a believing family. Take advantage. I want things to change this next year. But if I want things to change, amen, I've got to realize that it's on me to trust in God. It's on me to respond, amen, and trust in the living God. Can I get an amen? Let's all close our eyes. Father, I just come before you. Just bow your head right there. Father,